Welcome to episode four of the Firestorm Show with your host, Scott Gilbert. We are thankful to bring you the testimony today of Haley Williams. Haley had to have a routine gallbladder surgery. It went terribly bad, brought her to the brink of death. She almost died. But then God steps in through the prayer of just a simple saint and saves her life from the brink of death. All of her pain goes away. She gets completely restored. There are so many nuances of the beauty of the love of God in this show. I know you're going to love it. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert, and my guest today is Haley Williams, who just has a beautiful story of redemption and the Lord touching her at the worst time. She was at death's door. She went in for a simple gallbladder operation, which should be a 24-hour experience. Instead, she was in the hospital for three weeks. But the Lord touched her in the middle of that and brought life back to her body and healing back to her body. It was still a bit of a recovery, but the Lord was so good to you, Haley, mm-hmm. and he carried you out of that time. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what the recovery was like mm-hmm. after being touched, after the Lord is, brings your life back and your breath back, what that was like. So you go in the hospital for a routine gallbladder operation. My mm-hmm. daughter's had it. I know it's, it's in and out in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They try to get you out fast. They don't yeah. want you in there. Right. Um, but for you, it turned into a three-week odyssey. Yeah, yeah, it's, it did. That took you right up to death's door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were expecting to die. Right. And in that time, I was able to pray with your husband for you over the phone. Now, guys, here's the other teaching point on this, is that the Word says we lay our hands on the sick and they'll recover. So there's something about proximity. Okay, but Jesus demonstrates on multiple occasions healing at a distance. Remember the centurion's servant. He's like, Lord, I'm a man under authority. You just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus got really excited about that. He said, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel, and you're a Roman soldier. And the messengers come, the servant comes and says, hey, at 1 o'clock yesterday, right when Jesus prayed, your servant was healed. So there's precedent for healing at a distance. Today, that's over a text message. Yeah. That's over a cell phone call. Absolutely. Which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. So, Haley, I was able to pray with your husband. Uh, he had some problems in his body from mm-hmm. sleeping on a chair in your hospital room. <laughs> yeah. And the Lord touched him, and his pain goes away. Yes. And then we pray for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember that prayer because we were all really worried for you. I mean, it's you're a lovely person. Everyone loves Haley. And there was this chain of people praying for you. Yeah, absolutely. Over Facebook and over cell phones. And there was just this, the ministry that was going out to your family was uh, pretty dramatic from a lot of different levels. Yeah. And I remember praying for you that day with your husband over the phone. And the prayer was quick. It sounded something like this. Father, I thank you, Lord, how much you love Haley. You're a good, good father. Would you just touch her right now with your presence? Fill her body with your presence. Fill the room with your presence. And Lord, on the authority of Jesus Christ, I command all pain go, all breathing return, all fluids, because I knew she was having problems with fluids raising in her body and it was limiting her ability to inhale. She couldn't get oxygen. 
She's on a respirator. She's got a tube down her throat. She can't speak. She's been in pain. Uh, worse than childbirth moms out there. Haley's had five kids, and she says this was way worse than any of those. Right? Absolutely. Yes. And in that moment, we pray for you. All pain go. Breathing return right now on the authority of Jesus Christ. And what did you feel in your body? I felt warmth. Um, I felt his presence. And I felt like if you was to blow through water through a straw, that's how I felt the the fluid moving through my body. Through. I could feel it leaving. And your lungs were being opened. Expanded. Yeah, absolutely. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, Holy Spirit is described as the breath of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the word is ruach in Hebrew. But in the garden, right, God breathes into man and he becomes a living being. So there is the breath of God is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And you felt I felt that. Holy Spirit breath coming into your body. Yeah, absolutely. Your pain goes away. I did. The atmosphere changes. You and your husband are able to have like a little party in the room that night. Yes, yeah. And you celebrated by, what was your first meal in two weeks? I had a smoothie. A smoothie. <laughs> Still on liquids, but I had a smoothie. <laughs> and I remember you telling me, we were just in the room, we had praise music on, we were yes. just having a glorious night, he's not in pain. But then, a couple days later, when they're going to release her, mm-hmm. you have a setback. Yeah, I started to... I. I'm not sure what it was. My body just started to reject the food, um, just started to get weak again. Um, the The fluid, basically, that was still in my in my body, it needed to come out. Like it's, they were trying to get me to go home with that and said it would absorb into my system, but it was just too much fluid, okay. you know. And and that's what it was, in a nutshell. Yeah. So you end up yeah. back in the hospital. They let her go, guys. They they turn her loose. They send her home. Yeah. And then a couple days later, I mean, after the, the Lord touches her, a miraculous event occurs. Yeah. They send her home. And then you're back in there yeah. in pain. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I want to be very real with you. Uh, I don't know why God does what he does, but I know that he's good. Mm-hmm. And I know the Lord touched you that day. Absolutely. So what do we do with the fact that a couple days later, I'm back in the emergency room. You know, this is something I think we all wrestle with, with the now but not yet kind of experience of walking in faith. It says, I'm already raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Already. How right. is that? Before <laughs> the foundation of the world, he chose you, this is Ephesians 1, he chose you in love to be holy and blameless in his sight. Mm-hmm. Before the foundation of the world. The time is really different with God. So what do we do with, I was healed, I'm released, and then it comes back? That, I think, is the real teaching point for today. And really, as I'm preparing for this, and I asked the Lord about it, Haley, uh, I feel like what he showed me was, the Lord never promises us that all of our bills are going to be paid and we're just going to live on the beach forever. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's not his intention. In fact, Jesus says in this world, you will have tribulation, you will have trouble, but rejoice, I've overcome the world. So I think a primitive understanding of God is, oh, well, he's going to fix all my problems and make all my stuff go away. But in reality, 
he says, I love you. I will be with you. My own, my, my own name, Emmanuel, means God with us. He doesn't say you're not going to have problems, but he says, I'll be with you and rejoice that I've overcome the world. So the Lord touches you that day in the hospital room. Mm -hmm. You have an immediate manifestation of healing. Your breathing comes back. Your pain goes away. You're able to eat. You're able to walk. You get released. Because of that anointing that was on you, that mm -hmm. the presence that was filling you, mm -hmm. how were you able to manage the next, were you in the hospital another week? Yeah, so three weeks total in the okay. hospital. So how was that second part different was, than the first part? Good question. So it was different because I had peace. Okay. I knew now that that his presence was with me. Amen. Um, I, obviously he was there with me all the time, mm -hmm. but I wasn't recognizing. I was, okay. I was just so beat down, I felt, that yeah. I wasn't looking for hope. You know, I wasn't, um, a couple of days after this happened, the uh, occupational therapist came in the room and my curtains had been drawn the entire time. And she just came in and she was a, a, a bright light, basically, because mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much light makes a difference. Yeah. And she came in and she pulled over she had so much energy she was like in her young 20s she walked over to the window opened the window opened the um curtains up and she said okay today we're gonna get up okay are you ready and she was just so you know pumped and i borrowed her faith because yes. i you know you're just so weak you don't have it on on your own at that moment and i borrowed hers and i didn't realize just that simple thing of the window, the, the curtains being open yeah. when they had been closed for two weeks, yeah. you know, not seeing the light, not looking for hope, feeling just in this deficit. And from, from that point after you prayed, it shifted. My yeah. mindset shifted, my peace shifted, his presence shifted because I was aware you could breathe. I could breathe. I could breathe. <laughs> no small thing. Yeah, no, not at all. And I think that, you know, a lot of the times the things that we're praying for may not be the, the core. Yes. You know, yeah, I wanted to be out of pain and I wanted to go home, but there was this thing, right? <laughs> There's all this fluid inside me that I needed to clear out. Yeah. yeah, your heart's being stressed and yeah, you were on death's door. Exactly. So, you know... I, I believe that that move of God was exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. And in order for me to, to get on my, you know, a place where I could, he I could heal. Completely. And, and yeah. it's not just, you know, it's, it's not just my body. It was my mind that needed to be healed at that point as well because I was without hope. And the Lord gave you hope. when, And he gave me hope. I, so I pray for you with your husband over the cell phone. I'm not even in the room with you. And the yeah. Lord does all of that. All of that. Praise God. You know, the, yeah. the exciting thing here is, for my listeners, Haley, is this is available to every single believer. Mm -hmm. You know, it says at the end of the Gospel of Mark, Mark 16, it says, These signs will follow those who believe. Yeah. If you are a believer, ask yourself, what do I believe? Do I believe that I just say a prayer to go to heaven when I die and then I just white knuckle this Christian life for the next 70, 80 years? Or do I believe that I become the person that Jesus says I am? Yeah. You know, the word says, 
that when we when we trust Jesus, we cross over from death to life. Mm-hmm. It says you were darkness and now you are light. Mm-hmm. You're no longer a sinner, you become a saint. You change natural, you become a different creation. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that? And within that, I have now crossed over that Jesus's righteousness now lives in me because I get it as a gift. And then I can then move in the same things he did, because what if Jesus wasn't just about words, but what if he was teaching through all of his works? What if like a good teacher, he was demonstrating what life would look like. So everything we see Jesus doing is exactly what we're supposed to do. And Jesus commanded the body and the sick were healed. So I encourage listeners, if you just prayed a prayer to go to heaven when you die, that's a very self-serving faith. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's the kind of faith that is a mountain-moving faith. A mountain-moving faith is when we put our entire faith in God, nothing I can do on my own. I have no ability to heal anybody on my own, but he lives in me. So if he lives in me, then okay, Lord, that means I can now activate and do the same things you did. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, mm-hmm. you will do greater things. Well, you can't do greater things until you do the same things. <laughs> Start with the same things. Mm-hmm. And the teaching point for tonight is several. Number one, we command the body. We don't command God, but we command the body. We come in authority, and like with you, the prayer was, and Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name for your manifest presence to fill Haley right now. Holy Spirit, come, and I command breathing return right now. I say right now a lot when I pray for healing. Right now, all pain go, oxygen return to the body, on the authority of Jesus Christ, to his great glory. Amen. And he moves. Amen. And every one of us can do that. Mm -hmm. But what we do often is we hedge, Father, if it's your will, you can heal Aunt Mm -hmm. Sarah. You're not going to see anything in that. There's no authority in that. You're not ministering the way the word, the way Jesus did. You're hedging. Um, That's not a prayer of faith. You're not going to see anything. So step out in faith, saw off the branch you're standing on. Mm -hmm. There have been times that I have gone to someone and uh, said, hey, if you let me pray for you, Jesus will completely heal you right now. And some people look at that and they go, man, that is dramatic. That is bold. But you know what? I see him touch people. So Haley, there's a, Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of roll back to this. There's a principle in the Old Testament where they had a thing called standing stones. And whenever God would do a miracle, a dramatic event, Mm -hmm. um, I'm referencing one. If you want to look at Joshua chapter 3, this is a really cool miracle, kind of um, one of the lesser ones from the Exodus. But this is the end of the Exodus. This is when they're about to go into the promised land, and Joshua's leading them. Moses has died. Joshua has taken over. And in Joshua chapter 3, there is the the parting of the Jordan River. Mm Mm-hmm. And it says at this time of the harvest, the Jordan is at flood stage. Well, they're going to enter into the promised land, but there's a flooded river Mm -hmm. at flood stage separating them from their promised land. And God says this. He says, as soon as your feet touch the water's edge, the water is going to part. And they go through the Jordan River on dry ground. The water heaps up. 
uh, just like the Red Sea at the beginning mm. of the Exodus, at the end of the Exodus, we have the parting of the Jordan. But here's the exciting thing. He says, get 12 men, one from each tribe, go to the middle of the Jordan where it's dry, pick up 12 stones, carry them with you to where you camp tonight. I always mm -hmm. felt bad for those guys. I don't know how long they had to haul the stone <laughs> on their shoulder, but they did. And he said, and set them up as a memorial so that when your children ask, what's that pile of stones for? You can tell them what God did here. And it gives a, a generational memorial of the goodness of God. Right. So is this a standing stone in your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what does you that know. look like for your kids? How did this change their faith? Uh, how are, are they different because of what they saw their mom go yeah, through? Yeah, I think we're a lot closer. Um, even when I came out of the hospital, my Jasmine, she's 20. Um, you know, just the kindness mm. that um, she displayed because I had a lot of hair and can't do it when you can't lift your arms you up. You do have a lot of hair. Right. In the hospital with all that hair, that <laughs> yeah. had to be bad. <laughs> and one time she had came in, and I, I couldn't talk to anyone, but she she just brushed my hair for me and put it up in a in a bun, you yes. know, and it, it was the little things. And when I came home, um, she just wept. We recollected what had gone what we had just experienced and she wept because she knows she nearly lost her mom you know and i think we realize how short life is and tomorrow is not promised and especially with everything that's going on and you know we we aren't you can't live like you know what's going to happen tomorrow mm -hmm. you know you have to treat people the way that you want them to remember you by and that's kind of brought that back into the forefront you know what is important the moments having special moments together and not just running through life busy and you know working and not really paying attention to to each other yeah so it's definitely made a difference in our family mm. and one of those scriptures the god of all comfort comforts us in our time of need so that yes. there's always a so that yes we can you know the, the same god can comfort them in their time of need yeah. and it, it's one of those things it, it reminds you that you know it's not about me it's not he only did this because I'm special no yeah. he does that so that you can share with others too the goodness of God you become and, a comfortor yeah, in the way you were comforted exactly and so because you have been through this experience mm -hmm. you're going to have a different eye for hurting people yeah you know and I, I think right now we can become numb to a lot of the pain because of mm -hmm. COVID. You know, people mm -hmm. are losing loved ones, their parents, and not being able to say goodbye to them. And, you know, just, I, I think it awoke more, I'm very compassionate anyway, but usually for people that are underserved, um, but I are underrepresented. But yeah. now it's, you know, for people that are going through a time where, our loved one is hurting and understanding what that family went through or is going through because we went through that, yeah. you know? It's so, it's just beautiful. And, and this is how you know it's the touch, the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Because if it had been me, I would have just prayed all your pain goes away, the stuff seals up, your breathing returns, you go home, you're back to work on Monday. Yeah. And that would be a very superficial yeah. thing. But it sounds like 
the work that God did in you, yes, the Holy Spirit goes to, like you said, the core. Yeah. And it would be nice for 100% of your pain to go away and all of the bile to drain out. But instead, he removes, in a moment, all mm -hmm. the fluid from your lungs. Yeah. Your breathing comes back because you don't have that. You, yeah. You can't really deal with the others. He does that in a moment. You're able to eat. You're able to walk around. But I had one more thought of as I was preparing for this show of, you know, how do I encourage listeners when it comes back, when it comes back a couple days later? You know, I think part of it is a lot of us have not been taught or trained in our churches how to pray for the sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learned the model of, Lord, if it's your will, yeah. and I never saw anybody healed, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, I learned that. And when I did learn the authority that we're given at the cross, the, uh, the command the body, the mm -hmm. fill them with the presence, when I did learn that, it's beautiful because I probably see a healing a week, maybe more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't even keep track of them anymore. I just saw one yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's not flippant. I'm not being commonplace, but it's supposed to be normative for Christians. Yeah. It's supposed to be our regular, people should say, oh my gosh. I just wrecked my knee um, on the, the golf course or wherever you hurt your knee. I mean, think of a place you hurt your knee. I got to go find some of those Christians that pray for people mm -hmm. instead of I got to go to the emergency room. Yeah. And that's where I think we're going to get. Mm -hmm. But we have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And if the church has not taught us how to pray for the sick to see them recover because they really don't believe it themselves. Mm -hmm then we also don't know what to do with people when they do get healed. We don't know how to encourage them to hold on to their healing. Mm, yeah. Because I believe, and I use the parable of the sower for this, which is in both Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke, it's all over. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the farmer uh, sprinkles seed and some of it falls on the side of the road and some of it falls on rocks and some falls on good ground. And you probably know this. And Jesus describes it, he explains to the, to the disciples, he says, the seed that fell along the road and the bird comes and eats it up. Mm -hmm. And he explains that that's the enemy. The enemy comes, he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So if he can steal anything, he will. So like with you, I think the Lord touches you dramatically, manifest presence, your body is healed, you're getting out, and a couple days later, I think the enemy comes to try to say, has God truly said? Mm -hmm. Plants doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the bird coming in Absolutely. and eating it. And it's at those times that I think we roll back to, God, you are Emmanuel. You are God with us, and you will walk through this with me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that all my pain's going to go out. I'm going to live on the beach and all my bills are right. paid. But yes, I know I have a supernatural enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Lord, you said that the highest part of hell is under my feet. Soon the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. So we need to teach people how to hold on to our healing. Yeah. yeah. And when the enemy comes, mm -hmm. what do we do? What did you do at that point? Yeah, I, I think it's good to what I did and what I think it's always good to do because I I have done it again since then, and it makes a difference, is to remember the good that God has done. The standing stones. Yeah, yeah. Just go back and remember. Yeah. Remember how grace, graceful he is, how how good he is, how loving he is. Remember who you are in that. Yeah. You know? 
And that's actually, if you want to read Psalm 77, that's basically Psalm 77. It starts with all of the woe is me's and all the difficulty. And then as you get to the end, it's just remembering the great wonders of God. Oh God, Mm -hmm. your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. It just goes on and on about your strong arm and your redeeming of your people. And I think when we get in that place where we've had a healing, Mm -hmm. our pain is gone, starting to come back. Mm -hmm. This is when we, we amp it up. With God, you're good, you're holy, you're so good. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Mm -hmm. We have a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness. And that's what you did. Yeah, absolutely. And the last week in the hospital was way different than the first two weeks. Yeah, way different. Yeah, because the presence was there Mm -hmm. and you knew it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't feel, even though I wasn't ever alone, I didn't feel like I was alone anymore. Yeah, amen. And this is everybody... This is available to you. This is available to every believer. So check yourself and say, Father, you love me. If I prayed a prayer just to go to heaven, but didn't pray a prayer to get you, to get heaven into me, Mm -hmm. that's the gap. I mean, it's either I pray a prayer to go to heaven, I white knuckle this Christian life for 50 years, right? And we have the same divorce rate as the world. We have the same bankruptcy rate. We have the same amount of wayward children as the world. There's no difference in us. Mm -hmm. But what if it's, I don't say a prayer to go to heaven. I say a prayer to get heaven into me right now. Mm -hmm. And yes, my destination is still heaven. I am assured a home in heaven. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. But what if it's about manifesting his presence right now every day everywhere i go yeah praying for the sick being a carrier of the presence Mm -hmm. speaking life into people it can start with just encouraging words i'm interested so the little nurse that comes in throws over the curtains the light comes into the room light always scatters darkness absolutely were you able to have any dialogue with her were you able to talk to her at all um or any of the nurses there was several nurses that noticed the change okay and that saw that i was they they saw that i was on the road to healing um when they didn't know either that they had seen it go in a different direction before yeah and that's what they thought was going to happen too and they thought you were yeah yeah, they did absolutely and yeah it 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 definitely changed the whole atmosphere of that room Mm. And this is available to absolutely every single believer. Mm -hmm. Let me just encourage you folks. We all have loved ones that are going through hard times. Mm -hmm. If you just step into that situation and you be love, you speak life. And if they have a physical problem, you have authority because of the cross to command that body to come into line with the word of God. You speak life into places that that are having problems. And then I ask them to check it because that's where faith seems to be uh, activated. You know, Jesus said, stretch out your hand, pick up your mat and walk. Peter and John at the gate beautiful in Acts 3 with the beggar. Uh, he wants money. They say, hey, silver and gold, I have none. But mm-hmm. what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Nazareth. Uh, be healed. They st- and it says his ankles are strengthened when they picked him up. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not one for encouraging yanking people out of wheelchairs. <laughs> Don't do that, okay? I'll just hear me now. But there's an activation of faith when we say, okay, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Do you notice any change? Yeah. And they do, and you'll see it build. You might need to pray again. Often I have to pray two or three times. But we just keep leaning into it because we have a decisive supernatural enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and he doesn't want to let go. He is the bringer of all disease and death and pain. And he doesn't just peace out and run for the hills as soon as you show up. Sometimes he does. I've seen him jump out of people just by showing up in the building, just showing up in the Starbucks, and people manifest and you know, enemy jumps out of them. But you as a believer have the authority to speak life into hurting people. On the authority of Jesus Christ given to you by the given to you by the cross, and just be love, and you will see things change. And it's thrilling. And I just Haley, I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you're just so encouraging. Uh, I feel like my listeners can kind of get an idea that you're just a lovely person you're if she can do it i can do it and that's really what i want to encourage you on today if she can do it i can do it so let's mm-hmm. pray for our listeners absolutely do that quickly um father we just thank you lord for everybody that's listening in today we thank you lord for your presence to fill them all right now as they're yes. driving as they're cooking dinner as they're preparing homework assignments with their kids i thank you lord to fill them with your presence right now show them how much you love them that you're good good father mm-hmm. that you want to be emmanuel god with us lord would you just turn up your presence in a way that will draw people to yourself because you're so so good in jesus name Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Be sure to tune in to our next episode, episode five, where we will meet Stephen Casey. Stephen is an attorney in Texas. He's married, has kids. He's also a tech developer and he's moving in Holy Spirit presence and power. Stephen recently had to go to a funeral. At that funeral, the Lord gave him such favor. He saw people healed. He saw multiple people saved and baptized from a funeral. You got to tune in and hear it. It's amazing.